0: The LA Kings look to stay undefeated in the second half of the season, but I'll tell you why this road trip they're about to kick off will be their toughest test to date. Plus, I'll tell you why I'm very excited about the Kings' new fourth line. There's also some Jacob Chikrin news to pass along. All that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey Kings fans! Welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past thirty years, twenty plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past sixteen years, and a passionate LA Kings fan. For the past 30 years, the LA Kings start their five game nine day road trip tonight in the Twin Cities taking on the Minnesota Wild. And this will be their toughest road trip to date because every team the Kings are facing are currently holding down a playoff spot tonight. They're at Minnesota Thursday at New Jersey Friday at the New York Islanders Sunday at the New York Rangers and then next Tuesday at the winnipeg jets we'll start with tonight's game the minnesota wild a minnesota team that is in a dogfight to stay in the final playoff spot in the western conference they are still in the hunt as well for the number three spot in the central division minnesota is holding a two-point lead over calgary for that last playoff spot in the west minnesota also now two points back of the avalanche for the number three spot in the central as the defending stanley cup champs are surging here after the all-star break the new jersey devils are going toe-to-toe with the Carolina Hurricanes for first place in the Metropolitan Division, arguably the most uh, competitive division in the NHL. Devils, who have the third most points in the entire NHL, are three points behind Carolina for the division lead. The New York Islanders, bolstered by a big trade to get Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks, uh, they have moved past both the fading Washington Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins and into a playoff spot this week in the East. Right now, the Islanders hold the number one wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. The New York Rangers, with high expectations going into the season, have pulled off a blockbuster deal to land Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues in a trade as they are looking to secure that number three spot in the Metropolitan Division. And finally, the Winnipeg Jets battling it out with the Dallas Stars for the number one spot in the Central Division and the number one spot in the Western Conference. The Jets are currently tied with L.A., But the third most points in the West was 71, and they trailed Dallas by just one point for first place in their division. All these teams that the Kings are about to take on on this road trip are playing well. All of them are desperate to get points, whether it's because they're battling for a division lead or battling for a playoff spot. All these teams looking to get into playoff mode as well down the stretch here to wrap up the regular season and again go into the postseason, they hope. On, uh, on a note that shows that they're playing some hot quality playoff hockey. Of course, the Kings are in a similar situation, looking to keep pace with the Golden Knights, Kraken, and Oilers in a very competitive Pacific division. The good news for LA is that they're almost completely healthy right now uh, with the return of Gabe Velarde and Arthur Kaliev, uh, both of them back in the lineup. Jonathan Quick, uh, who are going to see either Thursday against New Jersey or Friday against the Islanders, coming off back-to-back wins and looking to get on track. Hopefully those two wins can help him in that direction. Uh, so the Kings playing their really good hockey. Obviously, they're 3-0 and uh, after the All-Star break. But again, very, very tough test for the LA Kings, starting tonight in Minnesota. Then they've got New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Winnipeg Jets. All those teams, again, currently holding down playoff spots in the NHL. And it's going to be a very, very competitive, tough, uh, and challenging road trip for the L.A. Kings. Uh, we're going to get more into some details regarding the Kings and what's going right for them. Uh, and i also talk about one of their lineup changes that, that has me excited. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Lockdown L.A. Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet on up to $1,000. That is a bonus bet back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sports app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores, three-pointers made, whatever. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash lockedon. That is fanduel.com slash lockedon to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA. I did want to mention that I asked a question on yesterday's show and I got a lot of responses from a lot of different people. Thank you all for educating me on why LA Kings goalie Jonathan Quick got the win against the Ducks the other night, even though LA was in the lead when he entered the game in the final seconds of the second period and never relinquished that lead at any point. Uh, Maybe some of you were like me and wondering why that was the case. Well, the rule in the NHL, as I've been told by many different people, and again, thank you for educating me, uh, is whoever is the goalie in net when the game winning goal is scored is the goalie of record. Now, that doesn't mean that he's in net when the team is tied or trailing necessarily. It just has to be at the end of the game, the goal that eventually put them in the lead, uh, so to speak, when it was all said and done. So, for example, the Kings ended up winning the game 6-3. But the fourth goal was scored by Andre Kopitar, and that ended up being the game-winning goal because the Ducks had three goals, so the fourth goal was the game-winner, even though the Kings never were trailing in this game or were tied except for at the beginning of the game. And so when Andre Kopitar scored that goal in the third period, Jonathan Quick was in net. That makes him the goalie of record, so he gets credit for the win. Hopefully I explained that uh, easily enough to where you are now, like me, uh, understanding exactly why that was the case that Jonathan Quick got the win against the Ducks even though like I said when he came into the game the Kings were leading they never relinquished that lead but again the the goal that ended up being the game winner the fourth goal when the Ducks had three scored by Andre Kopitar in the third quick was in net he gets credit for the win so it's not I guess I was in baseball mode right it was like when the pitcher leaves he's got the lead the lead is never gone then that's the winning pitcher but that's not the way it works in the NHL so again I have I have learned something and uh you know i've been like i said i've been a king's fan for 30 years i've never you know i don't know everything we can always learn something new every day and hopefully we are learning new things as we go along in life regardless of how old you are or how long you've been a fan of a certain sport but uh yeah i i I did i was educated on that so thank you all who who chimed in on that Uh, also in that ducks game we saw for the first time i think this season a new fourth line that consisted of Rasmus Kupari at center flanked by Gabe Velarde on the left wing and Arthur Kaliev on the right wing. That is some pretty talented young firepower on a fourth line with Velarde and Kaliev, especially now they didn't have any points in that game against Anaheim. um, And then they didn't play together in the next game against the coyotes because Brendan Lemieux was inserted in the lineup. I think they just wanted to give him a little playing time. He was in for Kalia, but they are going to play together tonight in minnesota and i hope that group gets some playing time together going down the stretch that is again a young exciting talented line that if they can get it going um can really make the kings a tough matchup going forward uh you've got also now a a, a sniper if you want to call it that on each of the king's four lines obviously you got kent bay on the top line the kopitar line you've got arvidson on the second line the deno line fiala on the third line or the lazat line and now you've got velardi on the fourth line or the Kupari line if you want to call it that um you could say that kaliev has the potential to be a sniper but i've got to see him be a lot better five on five before i put him in that category is he a sniper on the second power play unit absolutely but again um a very talented young uh Line up with a line with a lot of potential there on that fourth line i'm actually really excited if they can play together for a little while maybe develop some chemistry that again uh if you're you know matching line for line and you're the other team and you throw your fourth line grinders out there against guys like velarde and Kaliev, you know i mean they'll have to play a bit of a physical game as well but man that's a lot of talent on your fourth line and i know todd mcclellan Loves as much as possible to roll out four lines and really grind down an opponent. So if again, I'm I'm excited about that fourth line if they can get it going. Uh, again, that could really present a lot of matchup problems for Kings opponents going down the stretch. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, when we recap the game against Minnesota tomorrow, and hopefully keep an eye on them going forward uh, as this road trip develops as well. If the Kings are playing well and they're contributing, certainly I would expect to see that trio stay together for a little while, see if they can develop some chemistry. Speaking of the power play, we talked about Arthur of being on that second power play unit. It makes them better. You may have missed it on the broadcast the other night the ESPN broadcast, but they mentioned it and it caught me a little bit off guard. Now we all know the Kings power play is greatly improved, but did you know that the LA Kings currently still have the number two power play unit in the entire NHL operating at 26.2% trailing only the Oilers who are at 31.3%. Oh, man, that's a good power play for them. I wonder why with uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. But as has been pointed out, uh, it's not just the top power, power play unit. Uh, as a matter of fact, for most of the season, that second power play unit, uh, the Deneau, Deneau power play unit, if you want to call it that, especially when Arthur Kaliev has been healthy, has probably been the better unit. But it's also been mentioned by Jim Fox. And I think it's true, and I think it's great to see that there is a healthy competition within the team going on between the first and the second power play units to see who's the better power play unit. That is awesome to see them have that internal competition going on to try and push each other to make each other better. And it's awesome as a fan to see, you don't care which power play unit goes out there. I mean, with a lot of teams, right? You've got a first power play unit, usually with your top line guys, Maybe your top pairing uh, defense, or at least your top defenseman out there as well. And then when the second unit comes on, you're like, well, maybe they can ship in a little better. No, that's not the case with the Kings. I mean, they have two very, very good power play units working right now. And it just is so great to see. And, you know, I was confident going into the season with the addition of assistant coach Jim Hiller to run things on the power play that it was going to get better. He's been successful everywhere he's gone running a power play unit, at least somewhere middle of the pack. Of course, the Kings last year were in the bot, you know, in the bottom third of the NHL in, in power play, but on, and I thought, you know, Kevin Fiala, just the addition of him alone should make the power play. One of the power play units better, but I really didn't see this kind of improvement coming where we'd be a top five power play unit when it's all said and done right now, number two in the NHL. And we talked about some of the keys for the Kings going into the season and the power play was one was definitely in the top five, maybe in the top three of my biggest things the Kings needed to improve on. And they certainly have, uh, you know, last year it was so, I'm going to use the word depressing when the Kings would get a power play. It was deflating because we knew it was going to be so hard for them just to get it set up. Forget about scoring a goal. Let's just get it set up, win some face-offs and, and move the puck around and make the other team work a little bit. That's kind of what we were hoping for. and maybe maybe a miracle happens and we get a goal this season, it's the complete opposite. and you know that had to translate to the players as well. like they understand how frustrating this is. You get an extra man and you can't do anything with it. That's frustrating and you and when you get a power play, it's you're not excited about it. Now it's completely the opposite this way um and and you're getting rewarded for working hard and drawing penalties because you now have a two power play units that are operating such an efficient manner um so you know you're you're working hard you're cycling the puck in the other team zone you get a hooking call you get a tripping something like that and now you actually get to take advantage of that and it's such a different feeling this season as a king's fan it's got to be such a, a great feeling as a player to know again when you work hard and you draw a penalty you are going to get rewarded for that because your power play units are going to make the other team pay. And we saw last year in the playoffs in the first round against Edmonton, what was the one thing they clearly had an advantage over the Kings? Power play. Absolutely, they had the advantage. And then you look at the Colorado Avalanche that won the Stanley Cup. The one thing they had that was such an advantage for them going on to win the Cup was their power play. The power play has to be at least good if you're going to do anything in the playoffs. And that's one of the reasons why I think we can be encouraged about the kings taking another step this year to get into the playoffs and advance out of the first round because the power play has been so good it's been so great to see it's been so fun to watch and uh, again the confidence of the both the power play units and that internal competition has been really really awesome to see Uh, we have some jacob chikrin news to pass along we're also going to update you on what's going on in the pacific division standings but first I need to let you know that today's episode of Lockdown LA Kings also brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. That special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day. And it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year free uh, supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are 10 days away from the NHL trade deadline. Interesting that none of the top four teams in the Pacific Division right now, the Golden Knights, the Kings, the Kraken, and the Oilers, have uh, yet to make any kind of a move. We did have um, some interesting news regarding the Kings uh, and their trade target, if you want to call him that, uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, if you recall, uh, he was uh, basically taken out of the lineup for what they called trade-related reasons. Um, and you know, they didn't want him to get hurt because it appeared that they were on the verge of trading him to another team. Well, it's been day after day after day after day, and nothing uh, involving Jacob Chickard. Well, today Jacob Chickard was back at practice, the Arizona Coyotes. First time that he has been on the ice in practice or a game since February the 10th. Uh, now he um was off for 10 days. Um, and and the Coyotes, uh, you know, they've been looking at this uh, and and playing the long game. I think um, with with Jacob Chicker. we've talked about it many times before. They don't have to trade him. It was pointed out by several of our uh, viewers and listeners that he does have a limited uh, no trade clause that does kick in after this season. But again, the Coyotes, I still think, are looking for exactly what they want for Jacob Chicker and if they don't get it, then they're not going to trade him. Now, when you normally sit a player like they did with Jacob Chikrin, that usually means a trade is imminent. Well, obviously, that hasn't been the case. I did wonder aloud, I think it was sometime last week, whether this was maybe a negotiating ploy uh, to pull him off the ice to tell teams, or well, we're close with this team or that team. You might want to up your offer a little bit. Uh, clearly, that didn't, that didn't pan out. And I wonder if this also might be a negotiating ploy to say to the rest of the NHL or the teams that are interested in Jacob Chikrin well, looks like he won't meet our asking price, so we're going to go ahead and play him for the rest of the year, and we'll we'll figure it out in the offseason. Maybe we'll trade him then. Uh, in other words, you guys got to meet our price or he's not going anywhere. And so far, it seems like all the other teams that are in play for Jacob Chikrin to this point are not willing to pay the price to the Arizona Coyotes. So, again, I, I do think he's going to get moved by the deadline. Um, I do think there is going to be a team out there who. Um, folds, if you will, and and meets the demands of the Coyotes. Although, you know, there, that's, there are only a limited number of teams who are willing to part with those first-round picks or those first-round, former first-round picks that are now prospects for them. We know what the LA Kings have. Um, I think Rob Blake has made it abundantly clear that they probably made their last best offer. And if Arizona doesn't want to play ball with that offer, then so be it. We'll go forward with the team that we have. And and roll the dice. But uh Jacob Chikrin back at practice. Um, their head coach Andre Tourney was asked, is does this mean he's gonna play in the game tomorrow uh against the flames? And he uh smiled and said, Everything is day-to-day at this point. So uh the games are being played uh behind the scenes and I guess in front of the scenes as well, a little bit uh when it comes to Jacob Chikrin. Uh he and Timo Meyer, the two biggest pieces out there, it seems right now, as far as trade pieces, uh, when we are coming up to the trade deadline. I did want to give you a rain report. Uh, the Kings AHL affiliate is on a hot streak right now. The rain have won seven in a row after last night's three, two shootout win over the Coachella Valley firebirds. It's also four road wins in a row for Ontario. Samuel vagimo uh, gets the game winner in the fourth round of the shootout in their game last night, Aiden Dudas and Taylor Ward also scored the Rain's two goals in regulation for Dudas, uh, a th- Filthy, short-handed breakaway goal that's worth a look online if you want to check it out. Highlights are at uh, on the Reigns' Twitter feed, which is at Ontario Reign. Uh, perhaps most importantly to Kings fans, goaltender Cal Peterson got the win in net last night. He allowed two goals on 38 shots for the season now. Cal Peterson in the AHL record of 13 eight and three, two point nine five goals against average and a nine nineteen save percentage with one shutout. So again. Not bad numbers, not over-the-moon great numbers, but not bad numbers for Cal Peterson. Um, I don't know if mission has been accomplished yet with Cal as far as getting him down in the A and letting him get a lot of time and uh, hopefully finding his game again. If necessary, um, I would say it's been encouraging, but I don't know that it's been at the level that we would all like it to be necessarily. It's, I think it's going to be close a little bit. He is seeing a lot of shots down there. Um, but, uh, he's not, he's not killing it. He's not, uh, dominating that competition, but he's been pretty good. At least that's, I, I haven't watched the games. I'm just judging by what I read and the, the stats that I see. We'll probably get somebody on from the Ontario rain here in the next week or so to give us a firsthand report on how Cal Peterson has been doing as far as who is leading the reign in points that would be veteran TJ Tynan. He's got 61 points. I think he's in the top five in AHL scoring. Uh, And Leas Anderson leading the the rain in goals with 23 Uh, up next for the rain. They're going to be in action tomorrow at home, 7. PM again, taking on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So there's your Ontario rain report. Uh, Again, the LA Kings in action tonight in Minnesota, LA entering the night in second place in the Pacific division. They are one point back of Vegas for first place, one point up on Seattle for the second spot. The Kraken have the night off, but the Golden Knights will be in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Also, Edmonton, three points back of the Kings, uh, hosting the Flyers tonight. So regardless of what happens in the Twin Cities tonight for the Kings, LA cannot lose its hold on second place, but could move into first place in the Pacific Division with a win against the Wild and a Vegas loss in regulation against the Blackhawks. So we'll definitely be scoreboard watching uh, tonight, tomorrow, and for every day the rest of the regular season don't forget uh, we have a feedback show coming up this week it is not a feedback friday it is going to be a feedback thursday because we have a game thursday that we're going to recap on friday for the la kings so again feedback thursday for the la kings this week get us your thoughts and opinions on anything regarding the la kings by sending an email to locked at gmail.com eddie or if you're watching on youtube you can post your comments below I want to thank you for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen now encourage you to make your next listen locked on NHL prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching this episode of locked on LA Kings. Hope to be talking about a big win for the Kings over the Minnesota wild on tomorrow's show. Have a great day, and as always, Go Kings Go!